Are you trying to set up a business, but somehow you have difficulties to convince investors or other stakeholders? Are you trying to place an important project in your company, but you do not get the buy-in that you expect from people despite its rock-solid arguments? In this episode, I will speak with Mali M. Baum about what we can learn from doing business in different countries, cultures where people have a mindset of achievers, a mindset of wanting to reach for the stars. If you want to learn more how you can strengthen your professional profile with communication skills and a mindset that ultimately make the difference, this episode is for you. Welcome to Charisma Hacks, the show where you get strategies, tools, and mind training to learn to speak from your innermost conviction, to own who you truly are, and to stand in your full power. I am Ulrike, and I am wholeheartedly dedicated to empowering leaders to connect with their authentic self so that they can sparkle from the inside and lead and communicate with charisma. I am pleased to welcome today Mali M. Baum, who is CEO and founder of W Lounge and Magda Group Fund. And she's supporting female founders and diverse teams. Mali, do you want to say a few words about yourself? Yes, first of all, thank you, Ulrika, for inviting me today and for being on your podcast. I live in Berlin for almost eight years. I'm a serial entrepreneur and also raising a fund, as you already mentioned. So running two hats on the same time, which is actually multiple hats, more than only two, it's becoming very challenging. <laughs> When we spoke about having this interview and you're preparing for the content, you said that without communication, you cannot do business. Would you say that communication is a key enabler of success? 100%, but only for success, for everything you do in life. I mean, even building family <laughs> uh, or, or communicating with your kids uh, or making sure you're yeah, like you're a good parent as well. It all starts with communication. Definitely, when you would like to engage more investors to your company, it's all about the communication, how you present yourself, what are you saying, what are you not saying, the way you say it, everything you present is communication. You have vast international experience, quite impressive. And you're original from Israel, and then you moved to Berlin, to Germany. What differences are you experiencing in how people communicate, especially in Europe, compared to other countries? Working in the US and coming from Israel, as Israeli, as an American, the communication is quite similar. It's a lot about Self-branding, go-getter, be very focused on your goal and achieve your goal bigger and better. Think global from day one, never build a local company. And since I'm working, but also living in Germany or in Europe, I learned the balance. There's not good and bad. Sometimes from the outside, it looks very or too polite or too naive or too humble. I don't think this is the right way for businesses, but I think this is the difference that you're talking about. You can say I'm working for XYZ instead of saying like I'm the CEO of. So this is something that you will never find in Israel or in the US, which is at the beginning, I find it like very exciting 
because people well well aware for their position, but at the moment you start to be very aware and very experienced, you understand this is actually the opposite. It's a lot of hierarchy and it's a lot of gender bias and less and less diversity. So I find the communication in Europe and definitely in Germany a big challenge for people and for definitely startups that want to come from the outside. What exactly is missing there, in your opinion? In New York, in Tel Aviv, every day you wake up, okay, where am I learning today? What do I need to achieve today? And we definitely lack of it in Europe. And you cannot include everyone, of course, but the majority, the culture, it's not there, which is fine in a certain level. But when you speak about innovation, disruptive technology, startups, fund, venture capital, the idea is to invest in the winners of tomorrow or to build companies that they are winners of, of, for tomorrow or a global leaders. And we see it less and less in Europe. And I think this is, of course, coming also from the culture. You said before that diversity is totally missing. I can imagine that a few people in the audience would say, what, in Europe? No. <laughs> can you elaborate on that? Europe is diverse by definition, of course. But coming back to my roots, even selling product in Europe, which was my first company, it's totally different. It's totally different culture in many, 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 many different parts of Europe. So diversity is not only about gender. It's about age. It's about color. It's about attitude. It's, it's about working together, different people, different backgrounds, different cultures. So on surface, you can say, yes, we have it in Europe. But if you see it inside companies, and we see it also in university, the stunts of three white male guys that building the success company is something that we cannot keep doing. And then if you want to jump another layer of venture capital in Europe, it's again the white male guys that came from the same university and absolutely from the same background that investing in the same younger guy that guys that remind them of themselves so this is something that you see here more than in other ecosystems absolutely what influence does this have on anyone who is not this typical white male guy when they want to present their business get funds having the courage to launch something that is risky what is happening then it depends where in America, you immediately unique and you need to, to work hard. Again, the hustler thing. In Europe, you probably don't even dare to approach, which is another gap that we are definitely fighting on right now by diversifying the venture capital. And I don't want to, to sound pessimistic, but I'm sure that people that they are not part of this circle or close to the cake, feel that they are just outside. They have a problem with fundraising. They have a problem to hire talent. They have a problem with fast growth. They have a problem to find investors in general, get accepted to some program for startup. Absolutely. This is why we're existing. What can we learn from other countries when it comes to presenting your project and having this courage to promote yourself? It's to focus on smart people, that they have a huge potential. And maybe other people are not smart enough to see it.
How much does attitude influence the success of such an endeavor? I mean, there's no secret sauce, okay? It's not that you're landing in America or landing in Tel Aviv and you're a different person. It's something in the culture, in the air, in the energy, in the atmosphere that the strongest people are going to build their the own independence financial and take care of themselves and dare to build phenomenal team and companies. So being self-made, it's very rare in Germany. It's mostly like the family offices, the Mittelstadt, the corporate. You can see it, absolutely. But if you see the percentage, it's, it's not enough. If you go to Israel, if you go to America, that's the majority. It's also the country, politics, they are supporting it. They are like hugging it and, and highlighting them as the winners, as the economy winners. So it's a lot about the attitude. Regarding stepping into room and present yourself, it's starting with the smaller things like the body language, which is personal development, or be able to present really your vision, your mission before you even presenting the numbers. And in another hand, business-wise, to really, really think big, to not think about, yes, we have European market. It has to be bigger than this. And that's the only way to survive in, in a global level and to make Europe as a significant um, innovation center. The first impression is extremely important, and it's something that is pretty intuitive. When you see somebody coming into a room and the very first things they say and how they say it gives you already an indication about are they capable, even before they outline their capability or whatever they have as, as competencies. It is something that is key to understand that it's not enough just to prepare the content, to get your business plan right, and to have all the numbers ready and, and have a very ambitious plan, but it is all about believing in it and preparing yourself inside of yourself to be the one, the woman, the man to make this show. 100%. This is like make it or break it. I mean, I would say startup that's coming to pitch to us or even to me in person. It's like after one minute, you understand if this person is capable, if this team is the right team, if they have the right attitude, if it is a team player or like a truly innovation and all in, or it's like nice to have like people excited who calling themselves CEO for two years, raising some small fund and then nothing happened. We see it just too much compared to people that you see how much they're professional, how much they're focused, how much they have the track record, how much they're serious in what they're doing, how much they have the values inside. And then you know this is, first of all, the attitude, the team, the person, how he presents himself, and then the product market fit. What are you doing at W Launch to prepare founders on being in this successful mindset and in this strong mindset? What are you doing with them? I have two hats, as I mentioned. So one hat is, I would say, the fund is very structured. And we're really able to win the best deals or the best people because I have another hat. And the other hat is the network. And as you mentioned, it's called W Launch. And the idea with being a network is capable of doing everything because the idea of having a network, it was something that I wish I had when I started. Back to your question is I learned through the process 
what is the real problem? When you see too many women tend to build startups and then super scared to fundraise or super scared to get, as you mentioned, the courage and the ability to feel that they are ready for fundraising, ready for first customer, ready for the market, ready for MVP to test it, to run a pilot. So they need to approach the industry. It's all about the, 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 the personality. If we focus for a second in Europe, you see everything we start talking in this conversation and we mentioned already. In Europe, the women topic is, the, is like the culture gap. No one really gave European women the idea that they can build the next Google. Again, the culture, the, the feeling, the energy. So the idea to build big companies and impact companies is never going that level. I'm always saying that Germany and, and Europe, by the way, because of the European Commission as well, is heaven for entrepreneurship. Coming back to the women and the things that we screen through the years, we build a, a, a program. We call it W Launch Their Leadership. It's WDL. Leadership is communication. It's entered the room, it's education, it's attitude, it's role model, it's no ego, it's vision, mission, everything. So it's 12 skills that we find out that we, if we really want to make a change, we shouldn't say what's the problem, what's the problem, what's the problem. We have to bring the solution, the solution, the solution. And this is one of the solutions. It's literally program, super selective, only women. That's the first things I'm doing literally only for women. Because things that I've learned by doing is European women are less supporting each other. It's actually magic to see our first cohort that we uh, did in last July. It was 15, 16 ladies. And at the beginning, we set the bar. Imagine this is a country. And in a country, you set the bar. We're collaborating. No competition here. What you can give, what you need to take. And it sounds super stupid, but it was magic to see one of them open her door for her own investor and one of them open her door for her own services as a storyteller and, a, and other services as a tax advisor. So that was the best ecosystem we can see between women, how they support each other. And it was amazing to see them or their attitude when they started the program, when they ended the program. And I think that's the key because it's communication. They absolutely learn to trust themselves much more. And they learn the personality development quite fast, I have to say. Like, where was that? Where was that before? So the network is capable of opening almost any door when you are very sharp and communicating the right way. We can help you the best. So for all of those out there who would like to shape a business, there are basically two elements to it. Obviously, the business idea and the vision, and let's call it all the content which you have in there. But at the end, you can only bring it to life when you have this inner attitude that makes a change. And like you say, the support between especially women, but also people in general shy a bit away of approaching, let's say, strangers, which they don't know, and extend their network more proactively. 
what I can see these days, I don't know if you see that tendency as well, the, the pandemic has made that it's far easier to approach now people via different platforms, which you don't know, and quite easy also to get a call to just get some feedback or exchange on some knowledge or expertise. Do you see there's this tendency that people do this a little bit more proactively with, without the help of a third party pushing them to do it? Yes and no. And again, those people that did that before, doing this even more, those people that never did that before <laughs> will keep not doing this. And this is why there are communities. This is a platform where you can always have someone to reach out to and to get an introduction. And it's something quite crazy to say, but if you do it in New York, if you do it in Tel Aviv, and nevertheless, the highest level you approach in a super nice and, and sharp and very clear message, you will always get an answer. That's the beauty of hybrid ecosystem. No one thing is like beyond others. Once you're there, it's responsibility to pull up others, definitely women, but also you see it in guys as well, because if they are there, they need to make sure that they have diverse team, they have diverse board, diverse corporates, because this is the future. And by the way, it's not a social thing. It's purely business decision because we can say it, but also research saying this, that if you have a diverse team, the company is outperforming. Is The numbers are higher because we call it blind spots. If you were born and raised in Germany, you never went outside. You tend to say that you have a venture capital, but you don't know what you're missing in other markets because some products are fit or can grow faster in other markets. So you cannot stick into the local and think you build an amazing company. It will be never amazing or top potential if you're not diverse enough. So the diversity bring opportunities bring different mindsets, bring openness and bring much more innovation. I'm also a big defender of diversity. <laughs> it's my mission as well, because I believe that's where we have a lot of sleeping potential because people try to be a specific type of person because they feel if they're in a corporation, they have to be like the corporate culture demands them to be. If they become an entrepreneur, they might have images of people, how you should be. And as you said, very often we see a white man standing there and, and, and having this kind of, well, how an entrepreneur should look like in our heads and minds. And I think we need to truly get rid of this if you want to leverage our full potential, leverage this power of authenticity. And coming back what you said earlier on, when you come into a room, when you present your project to someone who is a decision maker and who can truly decide on helping you out for the future, it makes a huge difference if you come in there with your personal attitude, with your authenticity, with the person you are truly inside of yourself and with your full power, instead of coming with like a copy of someone you believe is probably the successful profile you need to have here. Do you see that there's a some kind of evolution towards an understanding that your own powerful personality is the most powerful personality that you can actually have instead of copying someone else? It's back to the culture. You can call it the army in Israel. You can call it whatever. When you're super young and you go to the army, they teach us when you enter the room, all these big boys coming from the field and we were together in the field, 
they need to respect you. And it's coming with this blah, 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 you know, this degrees or whatever level. But on the same time, it's the personality. So as early as you expose to it, it's becoming your nature. You cannot copy someone else. You just cannot do it. I mean, if you dream about this and if you think you're doing this, you cannot copy someone else. You should learn and make it your own art because running business, a successful business is art. Communication is art. Be a very good communicator. It's art. You can learn it. You can surround yourself with the right people, be inspired, copy some skills, gain some skills, but you cannot copy anyone else. I mean, it's in one second, I can tell you it's like it's fake. Okay, it's not the real deal. It's not the real thing because people are not stupid. We have senses to feel that when someone is genuine and someone is not. So I, I don't want anyone to feel that he can copy anyone. Yeah, he can get inspired. He can, he can read. He can get skills. Never, never, never copy. And coming back to this, you enter the room, you learn it the hard way. If you want to be successful, you have to do it. So do it once and fail. Do it twice and fail. Do it 100 times. It will be like this, you know, to present what you mean, what you want, very sharp. You answer all kind of answers and then you become a superstar and you see it. Founders that are not raising a company for the first time, you feel it in, in a second. It doesn't matter. First time company, new market, but you see the person, you see the team. And then you say, I trust them. They know what they're doing. It's the attitude. What kind of attitude is most needed if you had to bring it down to three main important points? I think you should be very open. If I was like very close person, I would miss so many business opportunities that's coming to my way. There's so many deals that's coming to my way through the networks, through W Lounge. And if I would be like this, I won't see the opportunity to jump in, to step in, to support. So you have to be that open and you can never, 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 never think about one market. You have to be able to think about multiplicator to other market and how can I take it to a growth stage also outside because that will make you building companies or building any product with most potential. So the other thing that I would like to say is it's okay to feel that you want to build something, even if you work in corporates, we focus a lot on founders, but a lot of great people are working in corporate and you see amazing people working in corporate that they have this entrepreneurial mindset and they are becoming superstars within their own culture inside the corporates. A, because the corporate's letting them to dream, to create, which is phenomenal coming back to the culture a corporate culture, and ended up as very creative people that are doing in their daily job things that are phenomenal and impact other people and definitely bringing better performance to the corporates as well. So it's coming back to the personality and the attitude. This was a very insightful talk on how you can make your future your own, how you can truly stand up for yourself, not shying away from it, despite 
some cultural differences which you might face. Maybe the bringing up you had has told you that you cannot be someone that is absolutely great and a fantastic leader on a global level. And it's really about forgetting these limiting ideas about ourselves and giving ourselves the chance simply to succeed and giving ourselves the mindset to stand up for what we truly aspire to. So thank you very much, Mali. 100%. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to Charisma Hacks. If you want to level up your profile and become a charismatic leader able to communicate, engage and motivate in an inspiring and authentic way, you've come to the right place. Subscribe now to this show or reach out to me and get more strategies, tools and mind training to sparkle from the inside.